Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello. All right, time girl. I can hear you, but not see you. Story of my life. Am I right? Hey, everyone. We want to welcome our new sponsor, Gobble. As you know, life can get pretty hectic. Between work, errands, and family time, who always has the energy to plan, shop for, and cook delicious meals every night? That's where Gobble comes in. It's a meal kit service that takes the stress and guesswork out of dinner. I used to dread the what's for dinner question every night. Gobble has been a game changer. They deliver fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and easy-to-follow recipe cards right to your door. Exactly. No more last-minute grocery runs or scrambling for inspiration. Plus, the recipes are incredibly diverse. From healthy options to comfort food classics, there's something for everyone. And let's not forget that cooking together can be a fun family activity. Gobble's recipes are simple enough to involve everyone in the kitchen, even the little ones. So if you're looking for a way to make delicious, stress-free meals that the whole family will love, head over to the link in the show notes or on our website to get your first six meals for $36. Gobble. Make dinner amazing. We want to give a shout out to our newest affiliate partner, Just Brands. This is the company that makes the CBD and THC gummies that I have been talking about. I have purchased both the Delta 8 and the Delta 10 versions, and they're really nice. They're actually really tasty, too, but I wouldn't recommend just eating a ton of them at once. I did buy them to help me sleep. And well, let's just say that one night I took one. And when I went to bed, I felt myself melting into my bed. It was lovely. For a limited time, you can get 20% off these treats when you go to justcbdstore.com or just follow the link in the show notes and then use our promo code ACTIVITY24. This offer is good until March 27th, so get your gummies now. I start. <laughs> yeah, you start. Uh, <laughs> Nailing it today. So good so far. Yeah. Uh, hello, friends, and welcome to the Activity Continuous podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Amy. And I'm Megan. Boop, boop. Boop, we discuss boop. episodes of the Travel Channel's TV show, The Dead Files. This week, Megan is presenting, and she'll be recapping season one, episode nine, The Lizzie Borden House. It originally aired on April 20th, 2012. Mm-hmm. So that is 10 years ago. Oh my God. It blows my mind that this show has been around this long. I know. I know. Also Hitler's birthday, 420. Is it really? Uh-huh. Oh, I only yeah. know the other 420 or the other reason for it being 420. <laughs> the Joanna. Yeah. The devil's leaf. Yeah. So um, why did you choose this episode? 
uh, let us know when you're done with your rebels. Sorry, I just slugged that. Um, oh, that's cool. Uh, it is because Amy, our Patreon, Amy suggested it. So she's got good suggestions because I think she suggested um, the Velisca Axe murders too. She so did, yep. we are, yeah, keep them coming. Amy yeah. and ev- anybody else who wants to suggest any episodes for us to do, we are your pawns to do with as you will. <laughs> for, unless it's illegal, then, you know. Yeah, we no, we're not going to do anything illegal. Um, content warnings, um, obviously axe murders, and then there is incest and potential sexual abuse of minors. So there's discussion of that. So if none of those are, if those are triggering, triggering for you, um, you, you might want to pass on this episode. We don't want to cause any, um, triggers to happen. So this episode is going to be airing on Friday the 13th. Spooky. Do you have any Friday the 13th stories? Not that I know of. I mean, I don't really put too much, too much thought into it, I guess. Not too, not thought. What's the, like too much credence? Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't really either. Although I remember in junior high, maybe it was high school. I think it was high school. Our school had a dance on a Friday the 13th and they made a big deal out of it. It was also around Halloween time and uh-huh. they made a big deal out of it being Friday the 13th that, Oh, it's going to be unlucky. And it was a black and white dance. You had to wear all uh-huh. black and white. Yeah. And I was so dreading it because I'm like, Oh my God, Friday, they're just going to be awful. And the guy I had a crush on asked me to dance. So what? ever since then, I'm like, you know what? Friday the 13th is lucky for me. Maybe, you know what? I think Friday the 13th just got a bad rap, you guys. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. It's never been unlucky for me. I'll say no. that. No, we'll knock on I, wood. Just in case. I wonder where that, that idea came from, that it's unlucky. I don't know. I should have looked that up. But- you should have known that I was going to ask this in <laughs> advance and looked it up. Well, I, I should have been Rude. thinking about the fact that I was going to bring it up, but. Anyway, rude, rude. What else do we have to talk about? Uh, the circles back. So yes. I don't know if anybody watches the circles, oh but God. or the circle, just one. Just but we do, and yep. it is so good this season. It and is. John is adorable. Who's playing it, Mama Carol? Yes, yes. I actually episode one when they introduced him and stuff. I'm like, he's gonna win. Mm-hmm. He's gonna win the whole thing because he's he's cute. And he's, he seems to know his mom real well. So he's going to be able to play her real well. He's cute, but he's not like egotistical about it. Right. Was it Joey that we first started and we hated? And now I love Joey. But when when he first came on, both Amy and I were like this fucking guy. Like he's so egotistical. Yeah. But he's not. He's just a just, gem. Yeah. Listen, Joey, if you're listening, call <laughs> us. We would love to chat with you. Like we, and I was glad he won. He should have won. Yeah. I, I Spoiler really alert for it. season one. Season one three years it. ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have I've watched all of the episodes that have dropped so far. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. For the record, they didn't need to leave us on the cliffhanger. They left us on like, we're oh hooked, you guys. Like, yeah. we're coming back for more. Yeah. You don't need to leave us on a cliffhanger. Right. But they do Fucking every episode. Does, but I know, but it's just annoying. I know. And, you know, it was funny as I was watching that. 
I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't realize I was watching the last episode that had dropped. Yeah. I didn't know. I wasn't counting, I guess. I don't know. And so I'm watching and I'm, I'm like, well, for the reveal, what they're going to do is they're going to start spinning the, the, the name, the person around. And then just mm-hmm. before we can read it, they're going to cut yep. the end of the episode. Dicks. And it was, and then I'm like, well, but I'll just watch the next one. And then it wasn't so on. If they guess who those people are, because I don't want to spill it in case anybody hasn't watched it. Right. Like, do they keep playing in the circle or are they know. out? I think they're out because in the next out. episode it didn't, which is really sad because they are so cute. They are. They love it. We're talking about the celebrities. The celebrity. Celebrity yes. twist or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, which isn't really that much of a surprise because their damn pictures are right there on the front of the Netflix. When you go to Netflix. Oh, and is you, it? Yeah. I haven't even noticed. Pictures right there. Yeah. Way to fuck that up. I know. No, I do love them. And they're yeah. a little pink Yorkie. Oh my God. So, cookie. Cookie. She just follows cookie. them around everywhere they go. I mean, I think one of them, the one who doesn't have the dog needs to get it because she's like obsessed with that dog. Well, and the dog is always sitting next to her. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. It's, and then <laughs> the other one, the real yeah. owner is always like, get Puck Cookie, get over here. You're so sitting your with me. She's like, no, I'm going to sit with my friend. She's so yeah. cute. Yeah, she is. Let's see. What else. Cute. It's a fun I show. Know. I love it. I'm um, just like, I don't know. This week went by in a blur and it's Mother's Day today. Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to everybody who is a mother, who's not a mother, who doesn't want to be a mother, who's struggling <laughs> becoming a mother. That's a, it's to a everybody. It's a heavy holiday for some it people. Is. It, it is. really is. And yeah. I think it's really important to highlight that it's not a good holiday for everybody. Right. Right. Yeah. So. I have a friend whose mother passed away mm-hmm. quite a long time ago now, but she's still Mother's Day is it's, really tough for her. Yeah. Really, really tough. So you never really get over losing somebody. You just learn how to deal with it. And yeah. there are certain days that are going to be tougher. Yep. It doesn't matter if it's two weeks, two months, two years, 20 years. Yep. It's they're always going to be gone. So. Yeah. Yep, that's true. Yeah. But I uh, just had my mother and my uh, stepmom over. And we party at Amy. (laughs) How are they both doing? They're doing good. Good. They're doing good. We're struggling with getting my mother to um, understand that it is time to sell her house. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. And, um, she knows that she wants mm-hmm. to sell. She wants to move. However, mm-hmm. she's under the impression that she's rich <laughs> and um, she's mistaken. And so <laughs> she thinks that she's going to be able to afford things that she can't. Yeah. And I have to be the voice of reason to say that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, come down to earth and yeah, take a look at what your options are, which yeah, so kids out there who have not yet started a 401k or saved Start any money it. for your future, do it. Yeah. Do it, do it, do it. Because good Lord, it's tough. Yeah. When you retire and your only social security is all you get, it's not mm-hmm. enough. It's, it's not, not enough. enough. No. No. And you, you know, even if you save 20 bucks a paycheck, 50 bucks a paycheck, yeah. it's still a good start. It's yep. It's gonna it's gonna make a difference. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough right now to live if I were to retire. 
Well, the thing is, when we came up with that, you know, 65 or 62 or whatever age, people were only living until their 70s. Yeah. Now they're living until their 90s. Yeah. Yeah. How are you supposed to survive? I know. You it's know? It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. It's really it is. It's so save your money, thing. kids. Save your money. Get save, a save, save. Uh, I wanted to mention that we have two new promos that you'll hear this week. What? What? Two we, new promos. <laughs> Sorry. I think, I think I had mentioned the Boo Pod yeah, you Network have. last time. Yep. Because that's um, where we found shit and bricks, right? Oh, right, right. Yeah. Yep. Well, I don't think that the Boo Pod Network had started yet. Mm. We had just connected with shit and bricks, but oh. Dom from shit and bricks is the one that created this boo pod that's right i knew there was a connection yeah so um he has been like reaching out to other people and other podcasts and asking if they want to join and basically what we do is we just share each other's promos Mm -hmm. and we you know gas each other up on on uh social media Mm -hmm. mostly instagram is where you know a lot of this is taking place um and so we're just helping to promote each other and listening to each other's shows and you know, supporting each other, basically. Yeah. So so that's what we're doing. And this week, the promos that we're going to pop in are the Horror Roulette podcast. I listened to that one earlier today. It's good. It's I good keep there. wanting to listen to it because isn't that the one where they like pick a word and then they, yeah. they do a crime around that? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds so interesting. It's a good idea. Yeah, it is. The one I listened to today was Poem. So oh. they first they read a bunch of uh, like children's poems Mm -hmm. and talked about how there's actually a really creepy um, story behind each one. Yeah. Like they're not as cute and sweet as they seem to be. They're always about like bridges is really. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't. Yeah. There's one that's like about a plague or something like they're not good. Ring around the rosy. I think is that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really interesting. And then and then they do a story too. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get all the way through the story. I only listened for a little bit today because I had to go make make Dutch babies for my mom's. What's a Dutch baby? Uh, it's like um, it's like a big popover. Oh, okay. So it's um, a lot of times it's made in one big pan, and it comes like it's like the size of a cast iron, you know, mm-hmm. a large twelve inch cast iron pan, yeah. or whatever. And then you can throw either do a sweet one where you throw in like blueberries or strawberries mm-hmm. and you put sugar on top mm-hmm. or I did savory ones. So ham and bacon and cheese and mm-hmm. vegetables and stuff. So I made though um, individual ones. So oh, we each got sure. our own little yeah. one in a little ramekin. And then, so I just oh, put in the ingredients that everybody wanted. You know? it. it was really cute. It was That's good. adorable. As I'm at. Dog out. Yeah. So Anyway, that's my excuse for not listening to the entire episode. And then my mom's just left like 20 minutes before we got on. So anyway, Haunted Roulette, super cool. And then the other one is called Spilling the Crime. Mm-hmm. I listened to that one a couple of days ago. They were talking about Lorena Bobbitt. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. Yeah, that was funny. So you're going you're gonna to hear those uh, promos this time. And then the last thing we have to make sure we cover is... Megan is ready to talk about her Etsy shop. Yes. So I've started putting shit up there and I have 23 listings right now and I have probably 30 more to add, but it takes forever to add. 
Does it? So it just, it's, it's just tedious because I have to pick the picture and then know which one I'm doing so I can talk about it. And then I have to add all the different tags so people can find it. Then we got to add them in Ariel and then I'm going to pray and it's just so much time. Like I did it for an hour the other night and I think I added 15 listings. So do the math on that. I don't know fucking numbers, but um, so yes, please check it out and share it with your friends. What is your handle or whatever? We'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah, it's Craft Jewelry by Megan. Okay. Okay. So yeah, share it because mama needs to make that cheddar. (laughs) I'm so in debt for this crafting. (laughs) It's got to pay off eventually, right? I mean, either. Yeah, one would hope. Yeah, says the person who bought a $400 interface to record podcasts on. And I still just use my USB mic and Zoom. (laughs) You have to have backups. Don't tell Greg. Yeah, I know. I told him, I think we bought a $400 paperweight. <laughs> but I, I mean, the only reason we wanted, we decided to do it is that I was recording an episode that had three of us. It was for my mm-hmm. other podcast that three people in the same room. And you can't do that on Zoom unless you're mm-hmm. all sitting in front of three different computers. Yeah. So we, yeah, we bought it for that. But I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll use it eventually yeah. someday. It's just Zoom is easier. Like if you come over and record, we'll probably yeah. do it that way. But yeah. Anyway, your Etsy shop. So yeah. Craft jewelry by Megan. And I'm going to yes. put the links, the link in the show notes and stuff. So yes. is it, is it mostly earrings? Is it necklaces yes. and stuff too? It's okay. mostly earrings. Okay. Um, I do have one pendant and earring set right now. Um, oh, and there are some pendants too that I made. So if okay. you want to, you know, you have your own chain or whatever, you can add those and, cool. you know, do whatever you want with it. But yes, for the most part, it's just earrings. Okay. Cool. Cool. Buy my shit. Everybody is, that should be my tagline. Craft jewelry by Megan. Buy my shit. <laughs> <laughs> when I go to a craft fair, that's what I'm going to say. Hi, yeah. I'm Megan. Buy my shit. Buy my shit. Please. Buy it. I got a baby at home. <laughs> I got a feed. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. All right. You just dive right in. Are we ready? We're, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. I don't Everybody have to do anything, ready? but listen. This I know. Time. <laughs> I know. That's why I love those weeks. Hello and welcome to Horror Roulette, where you never know what you're going to get. We're your hosts. I'm Em, and that's my brother, Nick. Each week, we spin the wheel of misfortune to randomly generate an episode topic which makes our lives miserable, but this podcast listenable. We've covered everything from the Toy Box Killer to Jack and Jill. From Ed Wood to Black Widows, we've suffered through it all. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts and check us out at HorrorRoulette.com. Listen if you dare. So this one um, was Lizzie Borden. Um, And if you don't know Lizzie Borden, she allegedly killed her father and stepmother, she went to trial for it and was acquitted. And so most people are under the impression that she did it. I think that's the general consensus. However, for legal reasons, which I don't know why I'm saying that, because I mean, it's not like Lizzie's alive. This was back in 1892. So it's not like it was last week. So basically they go to the inn. It's the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast. It's run by Leanne. And basically they're having all of these experiences Most of them are feeling sick 
and and not being able to breathe and seeing shadow people. They don't really get touched or, you know, there's not a lot of temperature changes. It's really mostly not being able to breathe and really seeing shadow people is kind of the main one. Leanne said the the scariest thing that she had, she was in the guest bedroom, which is where Mrs. Borden's body was discovered. And she said she couldn't breathe. And then all of a sudden she was just sobbing, like overwhelming sadness. She literally said she fell down and was sobbing, couldn't really move. Eventually she crawled out of the room, called one of her coworkers to come and help her, slept in her car. She didn't go back in until the next day because she was just so overwhelmed. So then this is super interesting. We go down to the cellar and Leanne is telling us how they had an investigative group come in and do their own investigation. She said they left left abruptly at 2.30 through a door in the the cellar. And she said they she passed by the door they left through the next day and she found flies all around the door. And she took a video of it. Yeah. She said there was hundreds of flies. Uh, Nothing dead. You know, there was no, they no weren't anywhere the else. There's no reason for the flies. They weren't anywhere else. And she said they never came back. It was just that one spot. This is shades of Amityville horror. I know. I was just, that's what I thought. Of. I was like, oh, that sounds a little devilly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we go into the sitting room and this is where Mr. Borden was found. And so if you, I'm sure if you're familiar with the case, you're familiar with the picture of Mr. Borden laying on the sofa, kind of half on half off the couch his face is bashed in like there's, you can't recognize his face. And we get, we touched that on that a little bit later, which I was like, really, I can't believe that they released that photo. Like that's a gruesome photo, yeah. not only on the show, but in life. Oh, I, I've, I, I've seen them. I've seen those photos on, yes. on the internet and it's, yeah. it's disgusting. It's, it's amazing bad. to me that, yeah. That they show those. Yeah. Mrs. Borden isn't as bad, but it's still not great. They were killed with an axe. Like that's yeah. not a clean death. Do we know if they were actually like if it was the blunt end or if it was were they were they sliced open think, or were they blunt? I think it was. Oh, that's a good. I, I want it was probably the blunt end. The way they talk about how Mr. Borden's face is just bashed in. Okay. And I feel like if it was the sharp end, they would have used a different word than bash, like yeah. hacked or yeah, sliced. Yeah. yeah. That's just my two cents worth. I don't know. I'm not an investigator. <laughs> so Steve asks Leanne, like, how can we help? And Leanne wants them basically to bring some understanding to the events that's happening. Like, What's going on? And I'm like, fucking, you're in Lizzie Borden's house. That's boom. I just solved it for you. Call me. Like, that's what's happening. You're in this. Uh, and we learned that there's some dark shit that went on in this house. I did not know about it until this episode. So additionally, in uh, in addition to Leanne, he also interviews two guests, Robin and her niece, Miranda, who stayed in this bed and breakfast. And They saw shadows. One went into the master bedroom, shape of a tall person, really tall, kind of lanky. Miranda, the niece was like, I feel shocked, which made me think of dodgeball when they're like, I feel shocked, Colin, you know, Jason (laughs) Bateman's character. Anytime I can quote dodgeball, it's a good day for me. Uh, And they both said they wouldn't stay there by themselves. They, it was just very unnerving. 
So then we go into the master bedroom and Ben, the night manager, Ben said he had an experience in the master bedroom. He said he was sitting up reading a magazine. It was about two in the morning. He saw a shadow move across the door frame kind of several times, like back and forth and back and forth. He said it was a tall black mass and he felt like it was somebody watching him kind of checking what's going on in the house. And he thinks it was Mr. Borden. Um, and he, he got kind of scared, which, uh, yeah, it's two in the morning and I'm seeing a shadow. Not, mm-hmm. not happy. So now we move to the historical research of it. And um, this is funny because it's the first season. So they don't say the first and last names. They just say the job and their name. So we have local historian Shelly and she talked about Mr. Borden. Um, He was a very thin, angular man, very routine. He had a routine he followed basically every day go to the post office. And then he went to the bank where he worked. She said he was very, very ruthless. And every person they talk to, including Shelly, thinks that Lizzie did it. And she thinks she did it for the inheritance, which was a common thought back then, um, that the reason she killed her her parents was for the inheritance. And it was all money driven. Um, And her sister, who's older than her, got the inheritance and shared it with her, which she didn't have to do. Um, So they, you know, Amy talks on it a little bit later. So then we go to the historical society curator, Michael, and Michael talked about how murder was common in this, um, I think it was Fall River is where it took place. And he said it wasn't, you know, murder wasn't uncommon, but it was uncommon due to the circumstances because it was prominent people murdered and they're in their home and their daughter was a suspect. And that was not you know, a normal situation. Right. And Steve was like, well, has any, had anything happened before that? And Michael said, actually, yeah, there was a burglary at their house. And Andrew actually had three locks on the doors, which you can never be too certain, too careful, lock your doors. (laughs) So yeah, like there had definitely been, you know, the common consensus was that Andrew had some enemies and he wasn't a super great person. Mm -hmm. So I think that partly contributed to why Lizzie got away with it, you know, because technically there's reasonable doubt there. Could have been someone else. Yeah. yeah, It could have been someone else. So this is where I learned something new. Steve had talked about, there was a paper in 1997 that was written speculating that the Borden's murder was sexually motivated. He talked about how like Andrew Borden's face had been bashed in his eyes had been bashed in. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so it was, you know, and I had never even thought of that. I was just like, oh, she fucking killed her parents, you know? So he talked to criminal psychologist, Patricia, and she dealt a lot with, um, sexual crimes and sexual abuse trauma. And so she, Steve showed her these pictures and, you know, she was flipping through them. And then you see the infamous couch one, and then you see a picture of, his skull and you see like around the eyes there's a lot of trauma there's like a lot of you know skull missing i guess Mm -hmm. better Mm -hmm. word and so she said that and steve agreed that there was a lot of rage in the crime scene photos like you can see it was a rage killing this wasn't somebody who came in off the street like it wasn't a burglary gone wrong it wasn't somebody who broke in People mm-hmm. were there and then, oh, shit, I have to kill these people. You know, yeah. it wasn't that. It was very rage. Don't think it's a stranger. And then Patricia talked about sexual abuse trauma. She said anybody, and this is just her. I don't know anything about it. I'm going off what she said, that 
you know, anybody who experiences sexual abuse trauma, it wouldn't be an immediate reaction. It's not like you would have that trauma and then instantly you'd go and kill the person who, you know, caused that trauma. She said it sits and it boils and it festers mm-hmm. until one day, poof, you snap. And, you know, so that's why she thinks too, Patricia thinks that she did it. Yeah. So everybody really thinks she did it. Mm -hmm. Then we talk about legal historian, Frank. Um, So they talk about the suspects in the murder. And essentially, they're really only the one that they talk about is Lizzie. Everybody says that Mr. Borden was ruthless. He was very, you know, he was a businessman through and through um, in it to get the money, blah, blah, blah. Steve asked if the theory of sexual abuse was presented in the trial, and he said it wasn't. It wasn't presented. Really? Not only that, yeah, Frank said a lot of the evidence was excluded, which might be mm. why she was acquitted. Another reason she might have been acquitted was one of the judges was appointed by Lizzie's lead defense counsel. What? Yes. Um, well, I don't think that would fly today. Mm-mm. It's a little conflict of interest there. That's what Steve said, uh, which, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. So um, Steve then asked Frank if he thinks Lizzie did it. And here's a timestamp. He said, is there proof behind reasonable doubt? I think there is. He then also said, if the murder took place today, I think she would have been convicted, which I agree. She would have yeah. been convicted. Probably. There were too many things beyond a reasonable doubt to indicate that she did this crime. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that she could have gotten away from it. So now we're going to Amy. And again, you know, we're still in season one. So a lot of, um, you know, it's pretty new. So she talks about the meditative state that she goes into before she goes on a walk to create an open or sorry, to create a clear connection with the dead. So this walk, she was very disturbed on the entire time. Um, she really had a tough time with it. She, her, she wrung her hands a lot. She, you know, hesitated. Ooh, like you could hear sucking in her breath. Like she just, it was really rough. Mm -hmm. So the first ghost that she encounters, she said, tries to make people go crazy. She can make people see things, um, like hallucinations and she's mentally ill, this ghost. And she said, it's a woman. So Amy is also being touched and she's like, I just, I don't like this. I throughout the whole show and throughout the whole walk, she continually says, I don't like it here. I feel weird. I don't like this place. I feel sick. So this is a very, very high energy place. And a lot of the spirits are, you know, able to make people feel things and, and influence them. Yeah. So she said the ghost is seeping out of the ceiling and she points to like a vent and she says she can like feel it seeing out, seeping or see it, see it seeping out of the ceiling. She said it makes her sick. And she said the ghost's energy is quote crazy, very hyper, very intense. So lots of emotions feeling. So then we go into Mrs. Borden's room um, and Amy is scared of her of the ghost in this room, which is that same ghost um, that she encountered when she first got there. The one that is, you know, trying to make people go crazy. And she said, the ghost is growling. Oh, never a good sign. No, no. Hey guys. Hey guys. Welcome.
welcome to Spilling the Crime, a true crime podcast hosted by me, Umberto Mello, and me, Jonas Grancha. Join us in this big adventure where we will be talking about crimes with a tipsy twist. How this crime happens, I want to know what the fuck is the unwrapped chocolate. Her name is Sharma Melgenlings. Magma. Magmar? Magmar meningitis? Where's the dick, Lorena? Where is the dick? Oh! Yes. Are those your enemies? <laughs> Are they after me too? <laughs> Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> And then he masturbated on the carpet. <laughs> Dangerous I mean, questions. Yeah, no, was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why? We did not agree with this. <laughs> Carl said that. Don't compare. Like what? Don't copyright us! Don't copyright us, yes, please don't block us. So, grab your glass, because the spilling is about to begin. <laughs> okay, so now we go into the sitting room where Mr. Borden was found on the couch. And so suddenly Amy starts saying, I, we need to move the couch, I need to move the couch. And then she finds a Ouija board under there. There's a Ouija board under here. Um, the board has a strong vibe. Then we go into the master bedroom. Amy said there's a lot of fighting going on in this room. And she said this man is just beating the crap out of this woman. A lot of fighting. And again, she's super stressed here. Uh, and she thinks it's Mr. Borden who's doing it. She said she sees banking and numbers. Uh, and he's just, she said you can see like her face when he hits it. Just like, I mean, it's just a full on face hit. Does she think that this is Mr. Borden hitting Lizzie? No, hitting oh. Mrs. Borden. Mrs. Borden. Borden. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. I missed that. Sorry. No, okay. sorry. I don't think I said it. So thanks for clarifying. She said there's a lot of violence that went on in this house. A lot of beatings. Like you could just, you can see like her whole face. Like, you know what I mean? Like you smack and you can just like see like the, like, I mean, really pounding on her. Like pulling her hair, like just really nasty like just like beating the crap out of her she talks about rape people being tied up and then we talk about incest uh so between the sisters there was incest going on they did have a sexual relationship she talks about very hurtful and painful sex and also dirty sex her words that happened between the sisters so to which i say hmm. you Gross. I don't need to know the details. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> She said it was very disturbing. Wow. Which, yes. Sounds like that whole That's family gross. was kind of fucked up. Yeah, it, it really does. And, you know, to be fair in their defense, if they were sexually abused, That's really, you yeah. know, that, and Amy touches on it, you know, maybe that's the only way that they knew how to express affection yeah. and how to show love. Yeah. Like, it's fucked up. Yeah, it it's fucked not up. a good, that house shouldn't, in my opinion, just be raised and torn to the ground. Probably, yeah. Because it's probably not great. Yeah. So they do the sketch and Amy's like, yes, that's what I saw. <laughs> uh, so then we go to the reveal where it's Leanne and Ben. Again, Leanne owns the bed and breakfast. Ben is the night manager. So then Amy talks about the Ouija board and she talks about her guides yelling at her to move the couch. And so all I hear is move it, move it, move it, move it. And there was a Ouija board. 
under the couch. And she also talks about her guides being with her and, you know, showing her and telling her things that other people can't. And so I thought that was a really interesting. That is um, cool. Yeah. And she said the dead are tired of being tired. They're plum tired. They're plum tired of being contacted. They are tired um, of being contacted by that Ouija board. She said the dead have issues with it. And Ben even talks about, you know, he'll do event hosting or he'll do tours with the guests and he has to hide the Ouija board from the guests, which hmm. just, you know what, just don't do that. Well, like, why, why do you even have it? Exactly. Why is it even yeah. there for people it, to use? I mean, my guess it's probably there as like, a prop or decor to, you know, feed into the thought. Yeah. But yeah, that's just ask. You're just asking for trouble yeah, it's with that. Not good at all. Mm-mm. No, that's what Amy said. <laughs> not good. So then Amy talks about the nasty man. She said he's very stressed out about, you know, home was stressed out about work. She said, which involves numbers and banking. That's why she thinks it's Mr. Borden because banking and he he's was a banker. banker. Yeah. Yep. She said he was a very miserable man and he took it out on, on everybody he, he was around. So then Ben talked about his story, you know, the shadow man that he saw going back and forth, back and forth. He thinks it was Mr. Borden. Um, Amy doesn't. Uh, she doesn't say that because she said, you know, Ben and, and Leanne aren't ready to hear that yet. But she she did say she doesn't think it was Mr. Borden. She thinks it was either someone or something else. Uh, but she doesn't touch upon what that is again, because, you know, she just feels like they can't handle it, which like I, I couldn't handle it. So I'd want her to do I'm that. I'm so curious. I want to know what she I know. thought. Why can't she tell us? I don't know. Cause you know, maybe I'll text her. <laughs> um, so then she talks about going in the kitchen and she heard women talking in the kitchen and she saw one of them. She said she has really frazzled hair. She feels very, you know, this woman feels very stressed panicked and frazzled she did have a sketch done of this woman and uh it it's like old lizzie borden because steve talked about how he got a very rare photo of lizzie borden when she was older and it was taking from a distance back she was on a bench so you can't really see her features too closely but you can see the shape of her face and it, it does look like lizzie borden older And so basically what she thinks happened is that this woman that she saw kind of crawling and on the wall, scratching the walls and seeping out is a part of Lizzie. She said she thinks it's the part of Lizzie that committed the murders and is really just stuck in the emotional and mental state of being abused. She said kind of like her personality split and the part of her that committed the murders just stayed behind. And this piece can uh, manipulate emotions as well. So Steve talked about a a scenario and what he thinks happened. He said he thinks Mr. Borden abuses the sisters. Uh, The wife does nothing to stop it, whether she didn't know, whether she felt powerless, whatever her reasoning, she did nothing to stop it. Keep in mind, this was 1890s. Like, it's not like she had a lot of power as a woman to stop it. And if he really was as mean as they say, you know, it could just be survival. You know, she better, you know, them than me, which I can't fathom. They're not her children either. They're not her children. Right. They're her stepmom. I don't or she's their stepmom. I don't know. I think their mom died and they grew up with her. But I mean, they're not her kids. 
So he thinks, Steve thinks that the sisters planned the murder, carried out the murder, split the money and moved on with their lives, which if, if they were really being abused, I mean, I could see it. Yeah. Wouldn't you be know, the first really, time. No, I mean, I, and it I won't guess, be the last. Yeah, I was gonna say, it wasn't the last. So really, they don't give any advice. It was really interesting. Like, go get a Reiki mask yeah. or anything like that? No, not nothing. Just basically just put away all, that Ouija board. Yeah. And Amy said, you know, if anybody else has any issues or they want help, she said, have them reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to help people, you know, if they have experiences, whatever. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, that's the Lizzie Borden house. I, it was a very, I, like I said, I learned, I did not know that they suspect the sexual abuse was going on. Mm -hmm. If it was, that makes me very sad Mm -hmm. for both those girls. They were damaged. Yep. And you know, in that society, there wasn't a lot of advocates for them. Right. Yeah. Well, I had seen this one, you know, years ago when I started watching the show and I had did not know that story either. I, I really didn't know much about, I knew the, the, the sing-songy the basic Lizzie yeah. Borden took an axe and gave her a mother gave party her walked, you know that yeah yeah I was only 10 that Mr. Borden oh. was hit with. <laughs> it was only hit 10 times not 40 and 41 that song is inaccurate inaccurate an inaccurate nursery rhyme what the fuck what the fuck but about a year ago maybe two years ago I saw a movie called Lizzie starring was that with Christina Ricci no no. Kristen Stewart. Yes. Yeah. Kristen Stewart yes. and Chloe Sevigny. If I'm saying her name right, I don't know that I am. I mean, it sounds good to me. So, and I watched it and they talked about that too the abuse that he was, that the father mm-hmm. was abusive, sexually abusive to Lizzie and, and I believe to her sister as well. But Kristen Stewart played a maid that mm-hmm. came into work for the family. And Lizzie and the maid had a relationship. Oh, and is this the maid that was working when the bodies were discovered and kind of, you know, sort of threw Lizzie under the bus and was like, well, she went out and burned her clothes. I don't remember that, but I did read the synopsis again today because Mm -hmm. I didn't remember. It was a while ago that I saw it. And I honestly, I was probably playing a game on my phone at the same time. and was barely paying attention, but so I don't want to give away too much, but Mm -hmm. basically it did. It also agreed that Lizzie did do at least some of the murders. There's, I'm sorry, but there's no doubt in my mind that she did it. And I don't think there's any doubt in anybody's mind that she did it yeah. because the evidence points it out. Yeah. And, and each piece of evidence on its own, you could be like, well, that could, you know, but everything together, she did it. Yeah. She probably and if her, did. If the sexual abuse was true. I don't blame her. Right. And, and how do you get free of that? Right. In 1897. Well, here's the shit, thing. It's hard enough to get free of it today in some certain, I know. in some instances. Here's the thing, though, that I think is odd about this story is Lizzie Borden was 32 when this happened. Mm-hmm. Her sister, Emma, was older. Spinsters. Why are they living at home? Why can't you move away if your dad is abusing you well, and you're in your because 30s? They, how are they supposed to do that? They don't have any money. They can't get a job. I suppose. The only way to do that is to get married. And for whatever reason, they weren't married. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. But at the same time, like, I, what funds would they do that with? Yeah, I suppose. 
women are, it's, it was so tough. Yeah. Was. (laughs) Yeah. Right. As we're now turning the clock back on all these advancements that we've made so far. Everything. It's so frustrating. No, it's fine. I don't want to talk about it. No, Um, we don't want to talk about that. So, yeah, I mean, it's a super interesting case. Yeah. Thanks, Amy, for suggesting it. I felt bad for Amy on this walk because she was distressed. And I know she gets distressed through a lot of them, but this one. And, you know, they might have enhanced it because it was season one. But she was like she was up and to have to see what I'm assuming she saw, you know, things that led her to believe there was incest. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also the fact that it was an early one, she wasn't as experienced. Mm -hmm. So I I imagine that she's grown a little bit thicker skinned now and things don't upset her the way that they did 10 years ago. I mean, it was 10 years ago. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, thanks for doing that. It was great. Yes. All right. Is there anything else we need to cover? Are we, are we good? (gasps) I don't think so. It's my turn next too, isn't it? I was going to, I was thinking about doing the Alcatraz one. Oh yeah, you were. That was another special. And that was in Mm -hmm. season one. Also that was season one, episode eight. So it was the one ran right before yours, but I'm starting to think maybe I want to do something more current. Yeah. a newer one because we've been doing some of the older ones lately yeah so i don't know I might, say put that on the back burner yeah I'll maybe do that in a couple of weeks yeah but i don't know there's so that sounds good there's still another one that i really want to cover because it was so good but it's another really sad one and i just did a really mm-hmm. sad one last time so i don't well it's not like any of them are like super happy i know i can't <laughs> for a funny one or something but i haven't yet they're not a really a funny show not really a funny show no no I mean, and when they are funny, it's purely by accident. Yeah, I there was one and I thought I had written down this is way before the podcast that I had watched. And Steve was talking to a historian and she's talking about this man and who that's probably in the house or whatever. And she's he's a real dick. And she is mm-hmm. explaining about how he is and what he did and all this. And Steve said something like, oh, he doesn't sound like a very great guy. And she goes, he's kind of a weenie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny and now I can't remember what episode it was and I can't, I want to do it. But. See, they're like accidentally funny. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of a weenie. Uh, I mean, most men are. <laughs> but, but we marry them anyway. I know. Well, you know, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I got cut up on the circle and the staircase on HBO. Mm-hmm. I saw which that. is so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Colin Firth is channeling Michael Peterson. He is so yeah. good. Everybody in my groups have like all my Facebook groups were like, oh my God, I can't believe I ever doubted Colin Firth as Michael Peterson. I know. They were like, as soon as I heard him speak. He's so good. He's got, he's got it. Everything down. Cause I have seen the staircase, the, the documentary three times. Mm-hmm. So that is 36 hours of Michael Peterson that I have seen in my lifetime. And I know those mannerisms. I even know some of those shots, like shot for shot that, that they're, you know, duplicating some of that stuff. And God, he's good. He's, he, he needs to win an award for but this because he's, he's a phenomenal so actor good. anyway. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. He, yeah. I like Colin. Yep, I do too. All right. I, so, think I think we're done. We should probably be done. This <laughs> is, Thank you for listening to the Activity Continues podcast. We really appreciate you giving us your ears for a bit. 
Please reach out if you have a suggestion for which episode of The Dead Files we should cover next, or if you have a spooky story you'd like us to share on the show. We can be reached at theactivitycontinues at gmail.com or through our website or any of our socials. Links are all in the description of the show. Please feel free to drop us a note and say hi. And join us next time when the activity continues. The Activity Continues is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media, and is part of the Independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network. We are also proud members of the Boo Pod Network of Super Cool Podcasts. Nailed it.